remember what's going to graft them back in. First of all, you've got to receive with meekness the engrafted Word of God or the engraved Word of God. And, uh, and that Word is telling us to repent and to be baptized in Jesus' name and to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's how they can be once again be a part of God's overall plan. And I firmly believe that that will be exactly uh, the greatness of the latter house in the latter days. And we are definitely approaching these end of these latter days and this last part of it 
I firmly believe from the Scripture that there will be a tremendous move of God's Spirit among the Jewish people. And when it did say, again, a very inclusive word, all Israel shall be saved, then your subject matter is teaching you, of course, as mentioned this morning, uh, the seed, not seeds, but the seed. And so it comes down to that which was of Isaac, in Isaac. So you want to pick up the lineage and pick up the fact that there is uh, that which God has ordained and what God will bring. doesn't mean that every last uh, Jewish person on the face of the earth is going to be delivered or saved, though they could be. But uh, unfortunately, that's not the reality of the situation. What I'm trying to come to, though, is to tell you that uh, when Paul said, though we, or an angel, though we, then I am going to tell you that here for this program that we've been so blessed to be a part of that was handed down to me from my pastor, then I want to say that the we uh, for you to look to in the event of anything that would ever happen, as I've told you the other night, would be uh, Pastor and Sister Urshan are a part of the we. Okay, and that's not the game you play with the screen and the whatever. Okay, and uh, that's the good old W-E English possessive pronoun we. Okay, and uh, so I want you to be aware of that. I also um, uh, include in the we Pastor and Sister Hopper. And I'm very happy for the work in Lake Placid. I do want to make it clear that he is the pastor there. And as such, you look to him for your leadership and to her for your leadership. I appreciate those that are part of the congregation up there. Brother and Sister Baser are a wonderful help. And also the young children that are coming. We're so happy for them that have been baptized. And we're looking forward to a great cloudburst of Holy Ghost outpouring in that new work. And everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Let's give God a big hand. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Always keeping in mind that it did say in the Bible to know them that labor among you. Thus we come to the we. That we want to be extremely careful here because uh, as it is written, many false prophets have gone out and were in that day. And so there will be an our day, the writer said. And we want to, among us, be wise, according to the Scripture, uh, wise-hearted. And we don't want our hearts and our ears to be dull. We want to be very sharp and very alert. Uh, there's so much at stake. And uh, I hope and pray uh, that what the Bible tells us to awake to righteousness and sin not, that a lot of people need to wake up to righteousness, need to wake up to that. Uh, there, is, there is teachings in the Bible, and first and foremost, righteousness is going to start on the inside. And just like a seed being placed in the soil, so the seed or the certified seed of God's Word placed in a believing heart, then both are going to produce something that will become visual, that you will be able to see on the outward. The inward work will produce an outward visual uh, appearing for you to evaluate and to when people say that they have God, there's reasons to believe sometimes that people don't have God. And uh, there's not an inward, powerful move of God in their lives, and it's not producing outwardly what it should produce. And there are so many fruit of the Spirit that we are told about, and they're not generic things. And the Scriptures are not generic. They are very precise and very exact. And we are not ever to be a part of them that go back or draw back 
but we want to be of them, and the church is made up of them in the overall analysis, both what's in the grave and will be resurrected at the first resurrection, and those that are alive remain when that first resurrection takes place to meet them, be caught up to meet them in the air. Uh, those are made up of people who have believed to the saving of their souls. They have moved forward. They have not uh, shrunk back, and they have not turned backwards in their heart with an evil heart of unbelief and not fallen. Have you ever read in the Scripture, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, I want to be in His hands, but I don't want to fall into His hands. I don't want to fall from grace. I don't want to fall from the salvation of God and the teaching of God and the plan of God. We don't want to do any backing up. Your hand to the plow and you look back a form of falling, uh, then we're not qualified for anything. God's not going to do anything with us. There'll be no forward movement. So it's important that we keep moving forward and realize that that's where God is at and He's leading us and we're not going to, by God's, the Scripture's not going to change. The only thing that changes is people about what the Scripture says. And if they begin to argue, they begin to back up on it, they begin to just have words about it, but there's no fruit and there's no real biblical evidence about it and there's no belief in it, then you've got to get away from that. And you must turn, if you please, a deaf ear to that. You want your hearing ear to be attuned to the we, which Paul said he could vouch for. Oh, we are an angel, you know, from heaven. Preach any other gospel unto you. Something other than what you've been taught right here in this pulpit, what comes to you and what is in our program here, and those that are with our program and moving forward with our program, and shall I say, presently affiliated with our program, then those are the ones that we want to be working with. But I will name no other preacher among us uh, except those that are under these men's training. I would name no other at this time except what Pastor Urshan might name as those that would be included in the we that I have not mentioned tonight because I don't want to bog you down. But I wanted to make it a little narrow because I always want you to know who to listen to. Okay? If you're somewhere and I'm not there, I want you to realize who you should be listening to in, in my stead, okay? And Paul did say a certain thing about in the person of Christ. No, that was singular, by the way, person. It never said persons in pertaining to the Godhead once ever in your Bible because there is no such thing. That's the teaching of men. And once again, there's a simple example of people getting off base or never were on base to begin with. They never did get the experience. It is the, uh, a continuation in the apostles' doctrine. And just to put that in, a, in its most uh, focused point, that means repentance and water baptism in Jesus' name and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you're not going to be baptized in Jesus' name more than likely if you don't believe that there's only one God. And in not believing in one God is what keeps many people from being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and from acknowledging the truth of that biblical truth. Okay, so it's important here that we stay with the book. I told somebody the other day, or maybe I said it this morning and many times, but, you know, people can do a lot of things and they can pull little parts out and little parts here and they can talk about those parts and they can make their religion around those things, whether it be uh, pork so they have a belly religion or whether it be some type of uh, uh, philosophical thinking and they build some big thing about some one scripture and go out left field with it and that becomes their uh, philosoph philosophical way of thinking. 
but uh, I want you to know that I don't have a head religion either. I don't have a belly religion. I have a heart salvation. And God saves our hearts. He cleans us up. He straightens us out. He puts the right things in there. And we want the balance of the Scripture. And it's always important to be balanced. He did say, let your moderation be known, for the Lord is at hand. And the devil, I tell you, is an extremist. We don't want to go way left, and we do not want to go way right. We want to have, as they say, the bubble in the middle. And some of us have certainly done that. Okay, we want that bubble in the middle. We want things. Just drink a lot of Mountain Dew. You'll get the bubble in the middle. I'm warning Angie about that. That girl, I'm telling you. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. All right, let's give God a big hand. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But we want to be balanced. We do not want to be extremists in any way, shape, or form. We want to stay with the Scripture. If, when I shout, I know why I shout. My, somebody said, well, that's my feelings. Well, my feelings are based on the book. My feelings are based on chapter and verse. Just like my, my belief in Jesus' name, baptism, is, is based on the chapter and verse, the subject matter within the Word of God. And any other thing that I believe, I want it to be based on the Word of God. I want it on subject matter. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, chapter and verse, two or three scriptures, uh, is my faith going to be based? And is everything going to be uh, solidified here? We don't want to take one scripture ever and go way off and left field with it, okay? And if you can only find one scripture on something, you better hang it on a nail and just believe it and pray about it and leave it alone. And I can tell you that many times the things that uh, people go very extreme on and give you some wild, woo, explanation that the truth of the matter is the explanation is usually a much more fundamental and much more simplified than what they ever see in the Scripture. And people can come up with some very weird and strange things, and I will tell you that the enemy will do whatever he can to turn your heart away from the faith. That was once delivered unto the saints, okay? Unto the church of the living God. So we don't want to, again, go right or go left, God forbid, back up. We should have one mode, and that's going forward. We want to go forward in God. We want to grow in grace and knowledge, and we're not looking to glorify anything, especially ourselves. We want to glorify the Lord. Let everything be done unto the praise of His glory, that His glory, in other words, would be praised. Forget us. We don't want any glory. We want the gift of the Holy Ghost operating in our lives. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Come on. Jesus' name. Let us worship Him, spirit and in truth here. Thank you, Lord. Let us worship, let us sing. That's right. Hallelujah to the King. Let us raise our voices high. Come on. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Come on, let us worship, let us worship, let us sing. Worship, lift your voice to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
every nation with one accord. Praise his name forevermore. Let us worship, lift your voice to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Every nation with one accord. Praise his name forevermore. Oh, oh. Everybody say Worship, let us worship, let us sing, hallelujah to the King. Let us raise our voices high, praise the name of Let us worship, let us worship, let us sing, hallelujah to the King. Let us raise our voices high, praise the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, everybody say oh, oh, oh. tonight I've come to praise his name and to give him everything that I have right now amen amen amen. God bless you you may be seated the book of Matthew 
The scripture shows us where Jesus, he had looked at the multitude, and the scripture said that he had compassion upon them. And it said that he had compassion because as he looked to them, they were just scattered abroad, and they had no shepherd, and they had no direction in their life. And the, he turned to the disciples, and he told them, he said, uh, he said, truly, the harvest is plenteous. He said, but the laborers, they are few. He said, let us, you pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'll send laborers to reach these people and to give them direction. And we have a wonderful truth tonight. Amen. When you come into the understanding of being baptized in Jesus' name and repenting of your sins, you have found direction in your life. And no longer will you be scattered abroad. And no longer will you be wandering in darkness, tossed to and fro in another place, the Scripture said. But now, when you come and Jesus fills you with the Holy Ghost, your eyes get opened up and you begin to see what it's all about. And God begins to put good Holy Ghost direction in your life and begins to help you to have understanding here of what's going on. I'm glad that I'm not wandering about. I'm glad that I'm not just lost and seeking for some kind of direction but that God has given us the true divine direction in the word of God tonight hallelujah amen I don't want to be classified as somebody that's lost I don't want to be classified as somebody without direction but rather I've got direction tonight I understand where my destination is tonight and that is heaven I know that everything that I do I've got my mind focused on heaven every, every action that takes place I've got my mind focused on heaven every word that comes out of my mouth everything that I do around anybody it's got my mind on heaven here I'm trying to be a light I'm trying to be a witness I'm trying to be an example Amen. And amen. Amen. When God calls you into this wonderful truth, He has called you to be a witness. He's called you to be a light. He's called you to be an example of what He can do in somebody's heart when they turn it over to Him. Amen. And of course, we understand the Scripture said the devil, he is just a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And there are some that will allow the devil to come and to uh, plant seeds in the heart and plant seeds into the understanding of somebody that has truth and has direction and allows them to be gone astray and allows them to go into a different direction. They lose their direction or rather they, uh, they forfeit it and they give it up because of their own will and because of their own understanding. I don't want to be a part of that but I want to stay faithful and I want to see every single day that God gives me. I want a reminder. The scripture said in one place, you stir up that gift that's within you, meaning you keep remembering here what God's invested in your life. You keep on the front burner here every good thing that God's provided for you and keeps on providing for you and keeps on working out for you here. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I had gotten a phone call, or rather a message yesterday on my phone and an individual that uh, years ago, about probably seven years ago that I had worked with in the church, and uh, his father used to pastor a church, and a uh, truth-preaching church, and uh, he had gotten a little older, and into his 20s, and got out into the world and did some things, and, and uh, got kind of wild in some situations, and uh, started trying to come back to God, and I was there trying to help him be a shoulder for him, and give some direction, some good Holy Ghost direction in his life, and he had prayed through, and 
God done a great work in his life, and he had gotten married, and God blessed him with three beautiful little boys and done a wonderful thing. You turned everything around. You know, the devil sometimes will get you into a situation, then God knows how to bring you out, okay? But when God brings you out, you need to be very careful of the things that you decide to allow to happen in your life because he's already given you a new chance. Every day he gives you another chance, and every day he gives you another opportunity here. Amen. And this individual, he battled with things from time again. And right before uh, we had moved down here, it had been probably six years ago, he had, uh, he had went back out into the world and began to be consumed with these things again. And, and God, I mean, the devil just basically had his way in this individual's life. And we had a call yesterday that he had died of an overdose and left his wife and his three children because of his own desire, because of his own ways and his own will here, that he completely undermined everything that God had done and continued to do. And here he is picking him up and out of the mess time and time again and giving him a new beginning, a new start, and cleaning everything up here. Okay, And then, of course, you know the devil's right there every single time trying to throw things in your face, trying to bring things to remembrance, trying to get you to fall back into that vomit, the Scripture says, and trying to dress it all up and make it look pretty when it's the same old nasty thing underneath that front that the devil paints. And I want you to know the devil wants to paint a picture of things in front of your eyes to make them look a certain way, but it's the same old devil that's behind it that's just trying to rob your salvation. That's just trying to rob the blessing that God has got for you. Amen. You've got to have faith in God and the understanding of the blessing that He's poured out in your life and understand it's just the devil and be able to put your faith in God and be able to stand upon His Word. Amen. The Scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm not looking at what's around me because if I look at that, that's what I'm going to be drawn to. That's what's going to get my attention. But rather, I'm taking every step by faith and I'm saying, Lord, I don't know what's up next, but I know that you're in control of it. I don't know what's around the next curve, but I know as long as I stay planted here that you are going to do what's necessary. Amen. I'm not looking for anything else tonight. I'm not interested in any other kind of worship. I'm not interested in any kind of entertainment that this world has to offer. I'm not interested in anything that gets my mind off of God. Amen. You may be seated. The devil knows how to present things. He knows just how to make them look for your appetite. You know, so not everybody likes one thing. And some people, obviously, if I asked people here tonight what their favorite food was across this place, everybody would probably have something different that they liked. And that's all good and well, and that's what your appetite calls for. That's what your palate desires, if you will. But see, the devil knows that as well when it comes to sin and it comes to the lust of the flesh. He knows what button to push. He knows what things to put before your eyes. He knows how to present it, just like uh, Jacob when he came with that bowl of soup and put it before Esau. He knew that he was going to be hungry. He knew that it had been a long time since he had something. He came and had already... He had, I'm sure he had the wind down to where it was just blowing right into the direction that he got into his nostrils. Mm, that smells good. Right? Well, that's the devil. how the devil works. He knows when you've had a bad day. 
He knows when there's struggles going on. He knows when things are against you. And you don't think he's going to put something right there to make it look like, oh, look, if you just do this, it'll be so much easier. If you just turn into this, it'll be so much easier. If you just turn away from this, and if you just give in on this, and if you just let this slide by, and if you don't take the time for this, and don't take the time for that, he'll tell you, oh, if you just, you know, you don't need to pray. That just takes up your time. Use that time for this and use that time for that. You don't need to read your Bible. You can use that time for this and all these other things. They're so important. You've got to do these things. That's the way that he will present it. But all the while, when you take a step like that, then you're selling out your soul. You're selling out your salvation. You're selling out the gift that God has given you. You never want to ever entertain a thought in your heart that's going to make you in any way give up anything that God gives you or any way affect what God has placed in your life. Amen? He's only placed good things in you, and He only brings good things to you. And when anything else comes, you should know right off the bat where that's coming from, and you should have, be able in the wisdom of the Holy Ghost to be able to say, I know that's just the devil. I know he's just trying to get me down. I know he's just trying to get me distracted. Amen? You know the old saying sometimes, when something seems too good to be true, it usually ain't a good thing. Well, I'm not saying that God doesn't bless us in a mighty way, but sometimes that answer that you think is the answer that's going to fix everything, that's just the, what the devil wants you to fall into. Amen. He wants to say all kinds of things, but we know what happens when we go that direction. We know what happens when we give an ear to hear those things, but we don't want to even give an ear to those things because we have an ear that should be tuned in to the Holy Ghost. And when you're tuned in to the Holy Ghost, you're going to be listening to that direction from God. You're going to be listening to that holy unction that He gives to you, and He pulls you, and you feel that tug in your heart, and you never want to resist that tug. You never want to resist that pull of God here. Amen? And this individual, all through these years, I had talked to him from time to time, and you know he always, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know what I need to do, I know what I need to do. I, I've grown up all my life, I know what I need to do, and I, you know, just always pushed it off. Always thought I can squeeze a few more things in here. Uh, Thursday night in service, we had the young people play a little game in service, and 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 we had put a a tray of candy in the middle of the, the room and and uh, we had four children, two on this side, two on this side, and two boys and two girls and we gave them spoons and uh, we told them that they had a minute to see how many pieces of candy that they could get back to their seat with and they had to put it on the spoon and had to run it back and put it on a piece of paper that was on the chair and if they were not back to the chair with their hand on the paper when the minute was up they did not get to keep the candy. But if they were at the chair with their finger or their hand on the paper, then they got to keep the candy. Okay, well, just by saying that, and, and you would think most likely that, you know, anybody that had a little sense would get a few pieces and go to the chair and sit there and wait, right? Because they wanted at least a little bit's better than nothing, right? And to make it so bad that halfway through uh, the, the time, my wife would say, okay, <laughs> It's been 30 seconds. You have 30 more seconds. And so he even gave them a warning at halfway that time was about to run out. And so here they are running, 
you know, furiously back and forth, trying to get the candy onto the seat, back and forth, back and forth. And, and they're trying to hold it on with their hand and on the spoon to make it seem like one big, you know, piece of candy, trying to steal more back to the seat here. And they're loading the chairs up with the candy. And, and as they said halfway, you would see them, and all of them got a chance to do this, you would see them sit there for a second and pause to see, can I make it? Can I make it back? One more time, one more time, one more time. And they're, and they're going back and forth, seeing if they can squeeze in one more time here. <coughs> and you know, a lot of them, they didn't even get the candy because they're so anxious, trying to get their, want, just keep gathering more and more and more. And they completely lost everything. They got nothing because they're so greedy here to see how much they could get. Okay, well, how much the more does this apply to us in this world? Okay, this soul, this natural flesh is never satisfied. It always wants more. And always thinks, I need this, and then I need this, and then I need this, and then I need this. It's always something right after another. It's always something that this flesh will want. And if you don't control it, it's going to keep going and going and going and going, and it's going to completely ignore the call of God and it's going to ignore when you hear preaching that says get yourself right get baptized in Jesus name get the Holy Ghost get rid of the garbage get rid of the filth lay this down lay that down and you hear these warnings that come to your heart you're going to ignore them because all the while I need this and I need this I want more of this and I want more of that and see that is going to be louder than the direction that you have heard and, and the guidelines that you have heard and this word that God has placed, all these fleshly desires will be much louder than the call of God and the word of God that's trying to reach into your heart. Amen. I've got my ear tuned to something much better. And when this flesh starts saying, I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this, I'm praying, I'm saying, Lord, I want you, and I want victory over this flesh. I don't want to go out there hanging my salvation uh, out there where the devil can have his way with it. I'm not looking to get out there where I'm playing around with stuff that I shouldn't be and thinking I'm going to skate back in there. No, 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 no. Amen. I know what God's given me. And see, I've got my... My experience, my salvation, I've got it in my heart. And if you want to look at it as I'm sitting on that chair and I'm sitting there being ready for when he calls my name and I'm not trying to run back and run in and run back and run in and run back trying to squeeze a little bit more of what this flesh wants out. No, 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 my flesh, it stops right here at this altar. It stops right here when the Holy Ghost comes on in here. Hallelujah. Amen. And you start feeling that itch to run out there and grab another piece. Well, then you should just stay right where you're at and fall on your knees and start praying. Saying, Lord, take away this itch. Take away this desire. Take away this, this thought that came into my mind. Take away this, this imagination of mine. Take away these evil thoughts that keep popping in, trying to get me to throw away what you've given me. I have no part of that. No part of that. God's given me the best gift, the only gift that I ever need. He's given me the only substance I ever need, and that's the Holy Ghost. That's all I need is the Holy Ghost. That's all I want is just a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when you get that Holy Ghost, amen, you'll see, I didn't need that candy. I didn't need to go chase this, and I didn't need to go chase that. Amen. And when you hear him say, well done, thou good and thou faithful servant. 
And you're going to be so thankful that you didn't go run after that. You'll be so thankful that you stayed right where God placed you. And you gave your ear to that holy word of God. And you gave your understanding to that. Amen. I was praying last night and I thought, oh Lord. I know that as the scripture we read tonight, the scripture said that the, the harvest is truly plenteous. And the labors are few. And every place we look. There are lost people. There are people that don't have this experience. And there are people that don't have the truth of the Word of God. And you know what that means? That means they don't have access to heaven. They don't have opportunity to go to heaven. And that should hit a chord in your heart. And that should move you with compassion into going out and preaching this gospel with everything that you have. Because God has given it to you. God has allowed you to feel this unction and feel this power. Amen. But see, you may be seated for just a moment, but the devil wants to overlook all of these good things. And the Holy Ghost is the best thing, right? And overlook this experience, overlook the salvation, overlook God pulling you out, cleaning you up, making things new, giving you a new beginning. All these great things. The devil wants to overlook all those and get you to think about the not-so-important things. To make you think about, well, I don't look right, I don't fit in, I don't do this, and I don't have this, and I don't do this, and I can't do this, and they can do this, and I can't do that. All these petty, worldly things that don't mean anything. But yet here we are in the Holy Ghost environment, hearing this word, feeling His presence, having His blood upon our life. And we should just be so happy about what God's done and what God's doing that it completely drowns out everything else. Because the rest of that, you know, that's just selfishness. That's just flesh. That's just your own flesh needing to be put under subjection of the Holy Ghost. We know we have battles. We know we have things we fight against. We know we're going to have that. The Scripture shows us and gives us warning of that. And you know what? It shows us how to deal with it, doesn't it? It tells us that we lay it down, that we cast it off, that we get rid of it. Because if we carry it with us, what's the Scripture say? It's going to weigh us down. It's going to burden us with the wrong kind of burden. And it's going to keep us distracted from what God's got for us. That's why, you know, the old song, uh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, hide on a bushel. No. Uh, and that means carrying your own problems and carrying your own attitudes and carrying your own mind. That's hiding it under a bushel. How can you be a Holy Ghost light to somebody around you when you're so caught up with your own problems and your own issues that you can't shine your light? Amen. That's why we leave them at the altar. That's why we leave here with a big Holy Ghost smile and shouting the victory because we have the victory. God's given us that opportunity here tonight. Amen. You may be seated. I refuse, I refuse to entertain the thoughts of this world the thoughts the devil plants and puts and presents before me. I refuse to entertain those things because all they do is get my mind on the wrong stuff. They get me to lose track of what my purpose is, which is to be a witness, to be a light, to be an example. Amen? That's what the Scripture says. It says He's called us to be, you know, be laborers 
of this gospel and of this message. Not for us to sit there and say, I've got it, I'm good to go. Well, every time you see somebody, your heart should say, they need the Holy Ghost. They're not going to heaven. They need this message. They need this truth. Everybody that you see, you should be saying, how can I get them to see what I see? How can I get them to understand what God's done in my life? How can I be a light and be used of Him? Not, ah, and I've got to pray. I've got to read my Bible. I've got to go to church. That's not your attitude. If that's your, your attitude, then you need the Holy Ghost to rock your world until you start saying, I get to pray today. I get to go to church. I get to witness. I get to go to prayer meeting. I get to go to youth. I get to hear the Word of God. I get to get on a bus with 60 screaming kids that are knocking each other out and trying to keep them from beating each other up. I love every minute of it because I know that God's trying to do a work in somebody's life. There are times where me and Brother Basil look at each other and say, what are we doing? When we've got those kids trying to strangle each other and we've got them in this seat, in this seat, you can't sit by them. You've got to sit by yourself. You put your window up because they hang their head out and you're, you're like, what? You're about to pull every last hair and I don't have many out of your head. But all the while, you got to remember, we're being a witness. We're preaching the gospel. We're being a light. And so that we're trying to save a soul here. We're trying to win somebody here to this wonderful truth. Amen. Amen. And I think of this individual last night. And I said, man, boy, oh boy. All of his life, he heard the preaching. All the life. He was in the church. All the life, he heard the word of God. All this time, God gave him chance after chance after chance after chance. I mean, endless chances here. And now what? You know? And this is just one person. And there's a whole multitude of people that are out there that we've not reached yet, that do not have this message and this truth. And now this individual has an eternity, a e all without end, to think and reflect I wish I would have. I wish I wouldn't have done this. I wish I wouldn't have stopped praying. I wish I wouldn't have stopped being a witness. I wish I wouldn't have not stopped being thankful. I wish I never would have left the church. I wish I never would have let these influences come into my heart. But see, the problem is they're so small sometimes, but they start adding up, and they start accumulating, and one thing leads to another thing. Once you open the door to sin, there is no end to it until you, as the, the, the um, prodigal son did, came back to himself but see sometimes not everybody gets to come back to themselves but sometimes people come back to themselves and then they turn around and throw it again away and then you know how many times you're going to flip flop back and forth until you really get a hold of what God's given you and you start putting some investment some heartly investment some heart into this matter and start saying I don't want to play games I don't want to be wishy-washy I want the Holy Ghost And I don't just want goosebumps. Because see, goosebumps, they go away. 
You know, sometimes we get excited and we, oh, we got the Holy Ghost, we got the Holy Ghost, we got the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. You'll know when you get the Holy Ghost because when you get the Holy Ghost, there is no leaving the church when you got the Holy Ghost. There is no turning aside when you've got the Holy Ghost because when you get the Holy Ghost, everything is open up to your eyes or enlightened here to what God is doing. And you realize there is, what are you going to turn to? You're going to turn to sin? And you realize, no, I'm not going to turn to sin. Huh. I'm not going to turn to sin. There's nothing that sin has to offer me because I've got everything in the Holy Ghost. We saw, I saw an individual the day that he had fallen away from the church and he came to something. I looked at him and it was so sad. And I wanted to go up to him and say, and this is why you left the church. For this. This is why. But, you know, I'm trying not to be harsh, but it's so sad for what you will throw away worship for and salvation for and, and what you will lay down here. For what? The Scripture already tells you if you gain this whole world, what profit is it to you? You'll gain nothing. If you, and there's no chance of you ever gaining the whole world. I, I'm sorry to break your heart here. There's no chance. But yet... For how small of a thing will you throw your experience and your salvation and your opportunity away for? Okay? I'm not looking to throw anything away. I'm not looking to invite anything else in besides what God's placed in my heart. And I could not be happier with what God's doing. It does not matter what the devil brings. It doesn't matter what he throws. It doesn't matter because I know what God's got in store. I know what God's got planned out. And that's all I look at. That's all I think about. When everything else comes, let it come, devil. Let it come, devil, because I know I've got heaven in my sight. I've got eternity with him. And I know that it, this, what the wrong, what the wrong song said, it'll be worth it all. Oh, it's going to be more than just worth it. But you've got to have a heart in the matter. And you've got to have a determination that says, I'm not going anywhere. I've got all that I need. I've got all that I need right here. And I'm so happy. And devil, I'm not going to talk doubt. I'm not going to talk negativity. I'm not going to look down my nose at people. I'm not going to look down at anybody. Because look, I'm looking at these people saying, yeah, they may drive me nuts, but they need the Holy Ghost. And they may just absolutely want to make me just lose my mind. But guess what? They need the Holy Ghost. They need to be baptized in Jesus' name. See, it's all in the way that you view things. And the devil wants to make you look at things like, oh, that's just a waste of time. I don't need to talk to that person. I don't need to waste my time with them. They're nobody. They don't need this. They don't, need, you know, they don't want this anyways. I'm not going to waste my breath. How do you know? Are you God? Has God given you that wisdom to be able to discern people? No, he has not. I'm never going to undermine any soul, anybody that I see, anybody that's around me. And, and, and I'm not going to let my guard down and just act any old way around anybody. That's not what God has given me. That's not what God's called for me to do. I'm going to be a witness of this truth every place that I go. Everybody that's around me. Everybody that I invite to my home. Everybody that I see, this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is how I act. This is the way that I look. And I'm not changing for anything. I'm not selling out for anything the world brings to my attention because I don't want to spend eternity wishing and thinking, reflecting. You know what the scriptures say about those that knew? <laughs> they, 
definitely not going to be good for you if you throw away this. I'm not looking to throw it away. I'm looking to grab hold of it. And I'm looking to cleave to it with everything that I've had. I'm looking at it, saying, Lord, show me things here. Show me what needs to be cleaned out. Give me, don't let, let my eyes be dull here, but let them be sharp to see things that need to be removed or need to be cut off. And, and renew in me, Lord Jesus, this understanding here of, of what I used to feel. I don't want to lose that newness. I don't want to lose that conviction. I don't want to lose that pricking in my heart here when the Word of God comes forth. Amen. If you don't get convicted by the Word of God, you need to pray. You need to pray until you feel some conviction. You need to pray until you feel some breaking in the Holy Ghost. You should be convicted every time there's a message to go over this pulpit. Your heart should be broken. You should be uh, feel compelled to pray and seek His face more earnestly than ever before. Because as this hour draws nigh, oh, how much more we need to pray. How much more we need to worship. How much more we need to be a witness. How much more we need to fall in love with Him. And fall out of love with the world. And the scripture said, the one place the writer said, I'm ashamed of the way that I used to be, of the way that I used to talk and the way I used to look. I and see you when you get the Holy Ghost, that's the way you look at the world. You look at the world and say, Oh my word, I used to talk that way, and I used to look that way, and I used to act that way. I don't want none of that. Because now I've got the Holy Ghost. And now I don't want to look that way. I want to look happy. I want to look excited. I want to have a smile. I want to be encouraging to somebody. I want to be uplifting to somebody. And when they see me walking their way, I want them to say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Here comes somebody that's going to bring some hope to my life. I don't want them saying, oh, no, not them again. They're going to tell me all the problems. They're going to, be, they're going to let me be their dumping zone of everything. No, I'm not dumping my problems on anybody. I'm deaf with my problems in prayer. I'm deaf with my problems at the altar. And I, that's why I can go out with a smile. I can go out with the, the right spirit. I can go out being encouraged. I can go out being uplifting here. Amen. But if you don't pray, and you don't get the Holy Ghost, and you're not being led of that right spirit, well, that means you're being led of that old nasty spirit that ain't holy, that ain't of God. I don't want no part of that old nature. He buried me. He buried my old past, and I want to leave it buried. He buried my old attitude, my old actions, my old thinking. I want to leave it buried. I'm not digging it up, and I ain't resurrecting. I ain't bringing it forward. I want nothing to do with it. Because he's doing good things. He's doing good things. He, he's called me into a harvest. He's called me into a place where there are so many people that need this truth and this message. And I just want to be a mouthpiece that he can use. He even said one place, you don't worry. He told us to stop. You don't worry about what you need to say because when it's time to say something, I'm going to speak through you. I'm going to give you the words to be a light and to be encouragement, to be a witness and to this lost people. Amen. You don't let the devil distract you with anything. Because he's going to bring something in every way, but you always go back to that word of God. And you always go back to him saying he's going to be right there. He's going to be right there with you every step, every day, every minute, every second of every situation. He's your comfort. He's your peace. He's your encouragement. He's everything that you need. If you'll let him be there, he wants to be there. And if you let him, he will lead you and he will guide you. Amen. I want to be led of the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm going to be under that Holy Ghost spout where it's coming out and it's overflowing. I want to be, as the writer said, a well in me springing up. I want this thing overflowing my vessel. I want to flush out every bad thought, every bad action, every bad attitude, every bad desire. I want to flush out every day 
I want it fleshed out. Amen. You never know. You never know. This individual was 36 years old. 36. That's only a couple years older than me. I don't know who else is 36. That's, that's very young. And that mindset says, I've got a few more years to go chase what I want to chase. But see, you never know. And the scripture says, you know not the hour when it's going to come back for you. But when he comes back for me, I'm not going to be out there chasing that candy. I'm going to be right there. God's placed me. My hands lifted up, glorifying his name and saying, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to see you. I'm not running. I'm not scared. I'm not trying to hide here because I know you see my heart. And I know you see where I'm at. I'm showing you I'm right here. And I'm ready to stand in your presence. I'm ready to answer. I'm ready because my name is written down. And I'm thankful for my name being written down. And I'm filled up with your Holy Ghost. And that's what the other writer said. I am not ashamed, right? That's what he said. And he's not ashamed because he knows he's in the right. He knows he's on the right path. And when you're on the right path, there is nothing to be ashamed of. But when you're trying to hide things in your heart secretly, and you're trying to squeeze things by, you're trying to sneak around with things, well, then you've got something to be ashamed of because you know, you know, you, you, nobody else may know, but God knows. And you're trying to be, oh, Mr. Incognito. But God knows. And you're not going to hear, well done. He's gonna, you're going to hear, depart from me. Depart from me. I have no desire to hear those words. Amen. And that's why every day I just I pray and I say, Lord, I have to hear, well done. I have to hear it. I have to hear it. So whatever has to go, it has to go. Whatever I have to leave, I have to leave. Whatever has to be cut off, I have to cut off. Because there is nothing I want to be associated with that's going to affect me in a negative way. And so I, I, you show me anything. Let me get rid of it. Let me change. Let me act different. Whatever it is, you've got to understand this is your chance. This is your only opportunity. And you're the one that's responsible for it. There's no pointing fingers. There's no saying it's their fault or their fault or his fault or her fault. No, 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 no. It's all you and what you do with what God gives you. And I want to do everything for the good that God's given me. Everything I want to give to him in prayer. Everything I want to give back to him. Every ability, it's all his. Every blessing, it's all his. Whatever he needs, it's all his. It's all his. It's not about me. It's never about me. Because you, in your flesh, are going to run and try to get one more piece, one more piece, one more piece, one more piece. And then you're not going to have that second chance. The kids of the day, I told Sister Hopper she shouldn't have done it. But the kids that, they kept going and going and going and going and going. They didn't get any of their candy. She, after everybody got the stuff, they said, she said, okay, well, I'll give you another chance. I said, no. They lost out. The bridegroom done came and left. <laughs> they need to learn their lesson for next time they'll stay where they're supposed to be at and stop trying to go get more. But she had mercy upon them as the Lord has mercy upon us. Amen. And he's had mercy upon us to let us be in this service right now. Amen. And I want to make sure when we open these altars tonight, I want to make sure I'm ready. When I walk out this door tonight, I want to make sure I'm ready to stand before him. I want to make sure I'm ready to answer for everything. I want to make sure everything is under the blood. That I'm not carrying any issue. I'm not carrying any sin. I'm not carrying any attitude. That I'm not carrying anything that should not be in my heart. I don't want to leave this place with it. But I want to make sure 
I've got the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost is speaking through me. And that Holy Ghost is going to lead me when I leave this place. And it's going to lead me back in this place. And in between there, it's going to lead me to be a witness and to be a light, an example of what he's doing in these last days. Amen. Let's all lift up our hearts with our hands. Thank you, Jesus. For, Lord, you've given us one more time to come into your house. You've given us one more time to fill your Holy Ghost. And, Lord, to make our petition known to you right now. And, oh, we need your visitation in our heart. We need you to lift us up and encourage us in this hour, Jesus. Lord, we need you. Oh, we need you more than anything else. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. And we thank you, Jesus. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to lose out with what God's got for me in my life. I don't want to be one of those that walked away and one of those that turned aside and one of those that forgot and one of those that wanted something. I don't want to be a part of that group. I want to be a part of the faithful group, the called out. I want to stay in my calling. I want to stay in my place of blessing right now. Amen. Amen. If you need the Holy Ghost, you need to make things right, you need to clean things out, you come to this altar tonight and you pray. And you pray and you pray, and you open up to him, and you be sincere to him, and you make it known to him, Lord, I need your help. I can't make it without you. I can't do this without you. I will fail every time. But I'm giving it all to you right now, and I'm standing here faith-believing that you're going to help me through every one of these trials, every one of these sicknesses, every one of these battles. I'm putting my faith in you. I'm not putting my faith in men. I put my faith in you because you know best, and you know all things. You know what I need. All right, let us come and pray tonight and open our hearts to him. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are worthy, Jesus. We give it all to you right now. Let your will be done in our hearts. Give myself away. Thank you, Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost move in every heart right now. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Here I am. Here I stand. Lord, my.
give myself away so you 